Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Rick Gromlick. And today we are jumping into the topic of salvation. salvation. We are wrapping up the confessions. Yeah, yeah, big topic. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, lots to talk about. We're definitely not going to be able to cover everything that mm-hmm. we would like to cover, but hopefully we cover the most important things. Yes. You got anything out of that? Stay tuned. Okay. Well, we still got some more time here. Oh. We're still getting used to this new intro, aren't we? Stay tuned longer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Looking at some of the passages in this beautiful new Bible. I know. We're not going to talk about this episode. That'll be another one. Stay tuned. (laughs) Enjoy, guys. Stay tuned. Mm. All right, now we're here. Whew. Whew. Glad you stay tuned. Thanks for tuning. Thanks for tuning, tuning in. in. Yeah. We appreciate it. We do. Rick, I don't know if your mic is close enough to your mouth. So, sorry. <clears throat> can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. That's I, good. Yeah. Thank you. If nothing else, I'll fix it in post. Yeah, you fix it all in post. <laughs> That's right. How are you doing, man? Doing all right. Um, still, for the most part, kind of staying put. Um, and time marches on as they say um my son turns two this month and my wife is 36 weeks pregnant mm. so, so she's technically full term mm-hmm. yeah that's Ready exciting stuff anytime it is how are yeah. you feeling are you feeling like a little nervous that life's about to we talked about this the other day how like it's all gonna happen again the yeah. like the crying the sleeplessness i mean that whole thing um even though will is two which isn't super old, it feels like f- so far back, yeah. and we're like going to do it all again. Um, so I'm very excited, kind of nervous. Um, I'm just excited to see like to see Levi, our son, and to see um, how Will responds to him, the whole thing. So yeah, we're pretty pumped. I think she's just totally ready to, to have the baby and be yeah. done. How do you so. think Will's going to respond? Well, we talk about him a lot. We talk about um, his brother coming all the time. Um, I think at first he's going to like him, then he's going to be jealous of mommy's time. Yeah, so, but not daddy's time. Probably not, because daddy's going to be trying to spend a lot more time with him so yeah. mommy can That's kind of how I'm hoping survive. it goes for us. Yeah. Because, don't get me wrong, like my love for Finley has always been more than I expected it to be. Like, mm. you love a child yeah. more than what you, even yeah. thinking of you your could, future yeah. children, you end up loving them more than what you thought you would. Um, I say that in the best possible way. <laughs> um, and like, Rob had a real low standard to yeah, start exactly. out with. So. <laughs> and so, like, I, man, I love Finley so much more now than when I did when she was even born. Yeah. Yep. And I, like, but I'll be honest, this stage, be honest, even though it's a little rough because mm-hmm. she, she's kind of rebellious right now, I love it. Cause yeah. I can, I can reason with her. Yeah. And I can Interact. see her, like, processing things. And, um, it's just a lot more enjoyable for me. Than when it was just like, okay, eat, sleep, cry. Yeah. So. So you're saying you're not looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to seeing You're not our ready second, for little baby? I can't say the name. <sighs> but I'm looking forward to seeing our, our second daughter um, yeah. get here. But. Oh, I, she's, uh, she's right out there. That's true. That's true. I'm looking forward to holding her. Mm. 
You can you can outside actually... of the room, <laughs> okay. Rick. So yeah, very excited for that. But it's yeah. it's coming right up for you, man. Yeah, I mean, due date is June first. Um, if if that happens, great. Now, now Candace went two weeks late with Will. I don't think that'll happen again. Um, but in May, Will's birthday's in May. Candace's birthday's in May. We could have three birthdays in May. Yeah. But hey, it's a great month, springtime. You're you're gonna be the one left out. Yeah, I would be the one left out. But yeah, we're feeling good about it. I think um, it's just a, another big transition. Yeah. But hey, so it goes. Well, let's hop into this. Well, um, wait, 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 wait. How are you doing, Rob? Oh, thanks for asking. You know, sometimes I feel like I just give, 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 and you so today's never... topic is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing good, man. I uh, it's good to be here. I know, I th- mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we recorded the last episode here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But just being around this beautiful table mm. is just good for my soul. And, uh, it's it's soul feeding. And uh, our uh, our core team, we had um, a prayer meeting last night, and that was good just to be able to spend time together as best as we can yeah. in these weird times. But uh, I'm doing well. I am, I'm the kind of person who kind of likes the change of pace not just mm-hmm. like oh it feels like i have so much more margin or anything right, like that right. like, but i just i like change uh-huh. and so when something like this happens there's a part of me that's like oh cool i wonder how like that's, what life's yeah. gonna look like yeah yeah i'm kind of over that <laughs> um that was last month that was <laughs> yeah. april yeah now there's still a part of me that's like oh i wonder how this could get more yeah. weird but like it yeah yeah, it's just the repercussions have been really bad for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've been fortunate in that I have a job and mm-hmm. um, like we're still able to pay our bills and things like that. But there are people in other countries and not to like take this um, into a sober emotional state or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there are literally like other countries yeah. where people are starving because yes. the markets are closed down because the people who would otherwise go to the markets and hire out laborers. Um, don't right. have any work because America's economy is shut down. Mm-hmm. And so um, just like hearing stories like that, I'm like, yeah. let's just, let's do what we can. Like, let's open this thing back up. And that's not me like saying, open up the economy again for the sake of like, who cares who gets sick? Right. Like, it's more so just like, man, I hope this goes away so that we can open back up. And so that it can help not just people in our country, but also others who are dependent on the well-being yeah. of our country. It's It's global in nature. And like you said, Thankfully, I mean, for us, it hasn't been catastrophic by any means, but just the weariness of like feeling like in a rut in yeah. some ways, I think just culturally as a, you know, but also individually, like you can't, you can't really run in stride in this kind of environment. Yeah. So that's me. Good. Well, let's jump into sure. it. We are let's talking about the doctrine of salvation mm-hmm. and we are finishing up bum, bum, the... Bum, bum. <laughs> Confessions. confessions and i've enjoyed this mm, yeah uh, you said it yes. halfway through that you were ready for it to be done yeah baby we made it good job. looks like we made it that's good that was solid that was, yeah that's you all right solid. my hand hurts a little bit that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay we so technically we finished because we were going off of the abstract of mm-hmm. principles yep that finished last week yeah <laughs> but we kept thinking we had another one and there is another one we're not uh, sure how it got in there, but it's good. But it's a good one. It's an important one. <laughs> How's the abstract not have something on salvation? I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is just our... Or, or we missed it. Yeah, maybe we just overlooked it. What if they have it? 
should probably Google it real quick to find out. I know. But are you, are you Googling I'm, that I'm right going to work now? on that. You, yeah, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we are in um, the doctrine of salvation, and I will read a definition before we hop into the um, confessions. But the definition is this. The doctrine of salvation describes what Jesus did in order to save us from sin and give us eternal life with God. Sounds like something just fell over there. But yeah, describes what Jesus did in order to save us from sin and give us eternal life with God. And I will go ahead and read what the New Hampshire Confession says about this. Mm -hmm. This is the confession that we use for our church. I, I love this confession. Um, and so the fact that it has something on salvation when the abstract doesn't makes me a little happy for the New Hampshire, but I wish the abstract had something. And maybe it does, Rick. Is there an update there? The update is it does not. Mm, yep. Okay. Well, at least our show prep was accurate. <laughs> so here we go. The New Hampshire it says, we believe that the salvation of sinners is holy by grace. And that's W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy of grace through the mediatorial offices of the Son of God who by the appointment of the Father freely took upon him our nature, yet without sin, honored the divine law by his personal obedience, and by his death made a full atonement for our sins, that having risen from the dead, he is now enthroned in heaven, and uniting in his wonderful person the tenderest sympathies with divine perfections, he is every way qualified to be a suitable a compassionate, and an all-sufficient Savior. Amen. Amen. I, I love how that, that wraps it up, that it's um, qualified, suitable, and compassionate, and all-sufficient. Yes. Um, there is nothing else in life that is completely all-sufficient outside of Christ, and the most important thing is our uh, our relation with Him and our salvation, and He is it's a complete, He has full ability to save us it's not do something and then work for it it's all him yeah no that's good and and ultimately we like so i'm getting ready to preach um oh are you now yeah when you're preaching i am preaching i'm preaching tomorrow but it is probably going to be uh, or actually the day that this releases it'll be me preaching today um however it's not going to be like released until is it pre-recorded yeah COVID 19 style and that's for Lake Lakewood, for Joel. Stop. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He wrote me a fat check. He said, "Hey, just one week, man. Just one week. Give up some of your uh, principles." <laughs> and you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well. money speaks. Anyways, <laughs> um, no. Um, I'm getting ready to preach, and I'm I'm kind of touching on the Old Testament and how a sacrifice was required, mm. and. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I'll, I'll be touching on is, for instance, Hebrews 9.22 that says, like, apart from the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And what we see is that when we um, go against what God says, mm -hmm. that's called sin. And it's called unrighteousness. And right. um, Scripture says that God cannot dwell with that. That's why when Adam and Eve went against what God said in the garden, and they ate of the tree that God for forbade, um, he... he essentially said like, hey, you cannot dwell with me anymore mm -hmm. because you have sinned. I can't dwell with sin. So right. this perfect place, this garden, uh, you're no longer allowed to be in. Right. And so, but even before that, what we see is that they were naked 
-hmm. and then they realized that they were naked yeah and god the first thing that he did was clothe them mm -hmm. and so even then like that act of compassion of like hey i'm gonna clothe you mm -hmm. he's clothing them with the skins of a dead animal yeah so blood was shed mm -hmm. because of the sin yeah and then he physically clothes them as a way of, of saying, hey, I'm going to physically clothe you, but also it's symbolic of the clothing that his people will get in Christ when the mm -hmm. second, or we did an episode, the last Adam yes. comes, yeah. that you will be clothed not in uh, the, the skins of a sacrificed animal or from the blood of a sacrificed animal but you will be clothed in the blood of the mm -hmm. lamb capital l yeah. lamb of jesus christ whose righteousness you will be able to wear like a crown and so um some really great symbolic imagery going on there but the whole reason we need salvation to begin with yeah is because we're sinners right we've we've gone against what god has said at some point in our lives and even if it was only one time which mm -hmm. nobody if we're just speaking candidly, no one's ever sinned just once. Right, right. Well, well let's say hypothetically they did. Mm -hmm. Even if they did. Who, who was it? Do yeah, you know? I don't know. Okay. Um, even if they did, that one sin, because some people will say, what if they only have one sin? Like, what if they just right. stole, I don't know, or some people would even point back yeah. to the, the apple. Say, so like, just took a bite of an apple. How is right. that worthy of eternal condemnation? Right, right. It's because that sin is not against a temporal being. That sin is against an eternal being. And so therefore, a transgression against an eternal being demands an eternal judgment. And so we have an eternal problem mm. of, of hate. This sin needs to be dealt with because right. God is perfectly just. He's not going to let sin, um, he's not going to let it uh, come into his presence. Right. And so therefore, um, into his presence in, in heaven, we can get into a discussion of, right. because hell is not like an absence from God's presence, just uh, his yeah. wrath. But anyways... Um, so therefore like this sin needs to be taken care of. And the question is, who's going to take care of it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I think that it's interesting how, when you tie that back to Genesis, the, the, the first sacrifice and that Christ secured our salvation with his sacrifice. Um, God's heart has, has always shown towards salvation. Now we know not everyone will be saved. Yeah. Um, we know that to be true, whether you believe in the doctrine of election or not, just not everyone uh, will be saved. But the Lord has graciously provided the atonement um, for us. You know, you brought the point that, that it's, a, it's an eternal issue or, or situation because we have sinned. And people do often, they look at sin as if like it's um, a scale and it, if my sin has not hit a certain weight or a certain value, then it can't be that bad. But it misses the whole thing because it makes that it makes them about their work instead of God's holiness. Yeah. And so the, the the standard bear is the holiness of Creator God. And when you miss the mark just once, you are worthy of eternal punishment. Sounds super harsh. But that simply magnifies the holiness and the perfection of who God is. So as we look at to salvation, for us, it's, it's encouraging to think of it as, as that, that confession wraps out um, complete in the sense that God is sovereign over it. Yeah. He has full ability to save, to, to, to atone for the sins of those who are being saved. Um, it's not like, a, man, we're in need of a Savior. I hope... He's, I hope he works. I hope this plan comes together. It's not how it works. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, 
I mean, one of the things that people will often say is that the reason that we have a um, low view of sin is because we have a low view of God's holiness. Yeah. And when you have a high view of God's holiness, you realize the magnitude of your sin, how much mm-hmm. it separates you from God. Um, good book for that is R.C. Sproul's um, The Holiness of God. Yeah. Um, and speaking of another good book on this topic, um, highly, highly recommend, and I think Riley is actually borrowing it from me. I need to ask him about that. Um, longtime listeners of the show will know that Riley is our liberal friend. So <laughs> we have to talk. We constantly have to talk to him about um, oh, man. progressive stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a throwback to a previous episode where we called Riley a liberal and um the book yeah so the book is called what is the gospel what do you think it was the hole in our holiness oh no kevin DeYoung. yeah that's a good one too that's a good one too greg gilbert's what is the gospel yep what is the gospel um so in his book and it's a very accessible book nine marks does a great job of releasing these very accessible short books everyone can buy them yeah <laughs> oh, that's not what you they, are, they aren't aren't very uh, costly but also they're not very long or very big yeah so the it's a book called what is the gospel and he goes through um a very helpful like four points like what is the gospel if you're ever trying to explain the gospel to somebody these are four points that you should just try to hit mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean it's going to be verbatim right. um you're going to say these exact things every time but he said four general points and he says they are god yeah. man christ response God, man, Christ response. And he goes through and he says, like, God, being who he is, altogether holy and righteous. Man, created in God's image, meant to be holy, not holy. We've mm-hmm. sinned. Mm-hmm. And so we're separated from God. Right. And so God, in his um, kindness, his love, his mercy, has provided a savior, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who has lived on behalf of man, as a man, mm-hmm. but he was perfectly holy. So therefore, um, we now can respond with... Um, faith and repentance. So God, man, Christ response. And for all those who would embrace Jesus as their savior, as their Lord, as their treasure would be able to be reunited to God, not because of their holiness, but because of the holiness that they get to wear um, in Christ. Yeah. So very um, great book. Highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back at just as we talk about salvation and one of the, the things that it can be a very, it's a very simple doctrine in a sense um, as you, as you let it, like we got us holy, we're not, so we're in need of a savior, Christ is that savior. And so w- one of the things the confessions do for us is they, they kind of help flesh some of that out. Again, it is simple, but there's a lot to it. So I'm going to just read part of this. This is out of the, uh, London Baptist confession mm. of 1689, which as Rob always says is a carbon copy. Of the Westminster Confession of 1647. Improved carbon copy. There we go. Oh, yeah, he always adds to that, too. It's yeah. the improved carbon copy. But uh, the first point says, part of the first point says, The grace of faith whereby the elect are enabled to believe to the saving of their souls is the work of the Spirit of Christ in their hearts and is ordinarily wrought by the ministry of the Word. So, some really heavy things, just in that half of the, the point. One that is a work of grace by faith. These are for, for we, would, we would argue that the elect, those whom God has chosen to save, and he has initiated or, or allowed them to believe to a point of the salvation of their souls. And this is done by Christ in our hearts. 
And here's the thing, it's the ordinary ministry of the word. So it's important when we are evangelizing others, we're thinking about our own salvation, things what's going to encourage us in our salvation, it's the it's the scriptures. It's great to have great commentaries, have great books, have great preachers, all those things that to expound upon, but they cannot save. It is only through uh, the Word of God. So we need to be a people of the book. Again, who was it? See, some old dead guy who said, um, visit many books, live in the Bible. Hmm. And that needs to be true for us as well. Uh, a lot of times people can, can make salvation, they condense it down to a prayer. If you pray this prayer, yeah. if you say you know these five lines in this card, or if you check your name here, or if you get baptized, then you're saved. Go up to the altar, right. raise your hand. Yep, yeah, then you're good. You know, that's, it's, that's not what it is. It's a regeneration of the heart for, by Christ um, in us. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing, but it's brought about through Scripture, which even a lot of people, when they're saved, couldn't even articulate it. They couldn't say, well, you know, only by this book. They just say, I'm, I'm reading this book or I'm studying the Bible and, like, I need Jesus. Yeah. It yeah. reveals their humanity, their need for a Savior. Really good. Um but yet, to, just to build off what you said. Build, Rob. I'm building, Bob, Bob. You laid the cornerstone? Bob the builder over here. <laughs> um, so if, if you, and for a long time, like that's what I would do is I, I would look back and say like, okay, at this point, I said this prayer. Or yeah. and in, in my weaker uh, moments of faith, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I should just, maybe I should just say the prayer again, um, just to be mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're constantly looking back to a prayer that we said, mm-hmm. or us walking the aisle, or us raising right. our hand, then what we're doing is we're looking back at what we have done. Mm-hmm. I said a prayer. I walked the aisle. I raised my hand. I wrote on a card. Right. What we should be looking to is what Christ has done. Yeah. And not looking in the past at, at ourselves, but looking at mm-hmm. Christ. And so today, maybe you're like, man, when I said, said the prayer, or when I... Because I don't want to dog a prayer. Rob, you already dogged him. Yeah, because, I mean, Scripture says that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart, we'll be saved. And so, therefore, like, there needs to come a time where we confess to God, like, hey, I recognize I'm a sinner and that I need a Savior. um, And I am calling on Jesus to be that Savior. I believe Mm -hmm. that he is the Son of God, that he is God in the flesh, and that he is my Savior, and I submit to him as my Lord. Like, there needs to be a time where we say those things. Right, right. Now, um us looking back at that prayer should not be what solidifies our faith. Our faith mm-hmm. should be solidified in today believing mm-hmm. that Jesus is who he says he is in Scripture. Yeah. And so... Well, and I think the sometimes the prayer, even the walking in the aisle, whatever those, those can be responses that yeah. we have towards what Christ has done. And I think that's kind of what you're saying, like... Those can be outward expressions, or mm-hmm. or sometimes they're the only kind of expressions we're given in in early. Well, just like Christianity, like there's just different tribes who respond differently, yeah. and sometimes you need kind of that those handlebars to kind of grab onto something. Okay, like, but that can't be your your hope. Mm-hmm. That can't be like, hey, I know I said that prayer. I know I meant it when I said it. Or I know I was baptized, and I meant it when I was baptized. Right, like. Salvation is is a continuous thing. Yeah. You were saved. You're being saved, mm-hmm. and then you will be saved. Complete glorification. And I think it's important that people remember, as you're saying, what Christ has done. And there's a lot of times where we do not feel like remembering, but we have to go back to Scripture. 
another thing is people have to realize like there's so many things offering salvation in the world. They don't maybe have the title of salvation, but you know, if you're if you're make enough money, if you're fit enough, if you're in the right crowd, if you try out the right, you know, thing, then those can bring you this kind of freedom and this liberation. Yeah. But Acts four twelve tells us, and there's salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's mm. only through Christ. Yeah. And John fourteen six. He's he's our hope. Yes. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes. And I think it's important that we acknowledge, as as you're saying, remembering um, what Christ has done and how He has worked in our heart and lives, and also remembering the false things that we've either tried or we've seen people try. Like, listen, no one finds salvation in any other thing. I mean, you you name it, and you're going to see it crumble. Money, people people blow their heads off, and they have plenty yeah, of money. Yeah. I mean. Fame, status, intelligence, all these things that the world can clap up, all of them are empty. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's salvation nowhere else. Well, there's the famous Jim Carrey quote where he's like, I wish everybody could become rich and famous mm-hmm. just so they could find out that it doesn't satisfy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So speaking of that faith, mm-hmm. um, section three of the 1689 in this chapter, what chapter is it? 14? Mm-hmm. Chapter 14, section three. Um, says, this faith, although it be different in degrees and may be weak or strong, yet it is in the least degree of it different in the kind or nature of it, as is all other saving grace from the faith and common grace of temporary believers. And therefore, though it may be many times assailed and weakened, yet it gets the victory, growing up in many to the attainment of a full assurance through Christ, who is both the author and the finisher of our faith. That's right. So this faith that we have, although sometimes it may be less than other times, the point is that we are saved by faith alone. Mm-hmm. Some days your faith may be a 9 out of 10. Mm. Some days your faith may be a 2 out of 10. But the point is, is that if you are trusting in Christ, no matter what degree that is, if you are throwing yourself on Christ as the means of your salvation, then you will be saved. And we see this, I mean, Ephesians 2 says, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. If your faith is placed in Christ, Maybe some days it's stronger than others. Mm-hmm. Maybe some days it's weaker than others. But yeah. you can rest assured that if your faith is in Christ as your Savior and mm-hmm. as your Master, mm-hmm. then you will be saved. Yeah. I think it's important to remember um, what we were saved from as well. So we were saved from eternal punishment in hell. Yeah. We are saved from the wrath of God. We are, are saved from our empty way of life. We're hmm. we're as Romans 5 says, we're, we're saved from being enemies um, of God and being, absorbing his wrath. It says in Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us and that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we have been, shall, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. 
For yeah. if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, so much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Christ didn't just save us so that we could be a number or so that we are just a part of a peasant in a kingdom. We are now co-heirs with the king. We're adopted into a family. Again, not just so we can attend church on Sunday and, you know, go through the, the, the motions of our this religion, but rather to uh, walk in the ways of Jesus, follow the ways of Jesus, enjoy God, and know him, and yeah. share that with others. Yeah, that's good. Romans three twenty six. God presented him, Christ, to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and justify the one who has faith mm-hmm. in Jesus. He would be just and justify. So God... Mm-hmm through Christ. He's being just. Mm-hmm. He is dealing with sin. He is not sacrificing his justice. If he overlooked sin, he would be an unjust right. judge. He would not be a righteous judge. So he's being just. He's perfectly dealing with sin in Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. And yet he is at the same time justifying yeah. us in Christ. He is taking us and saying, you are now justified. There is no penalty for mm-hmm. you. Your sin, your punishment has been taken care of mm-hmm. in Christ, in Christ alone. Amen. All right, Rob, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you a little bit on the spot oh, here. Boy. You'll do fine. Um, salvation, justification, regeneration, all, the, all those words that we just, we can throw them out. Yeah. And words like your, your faith, saved by, by grace, all these things. People have grown up in the church, or they've been Christians for a while. Like those words have just like lost. They've been so worn out. Yeah. Like how do we, as believers, how do we keep from those things being just kind of like throwaway words? You know, like yeah, we believe it, but they don't have a they don't have any weight to them anymore. We don't like we don't feel those things anymore. How do we remind ourselves, encourage ourselves in that? Yeah, that's a good question. Do you remember um, at T4G? Um, the guy from Australia, um, what was his name? Older gentleman. I want to say it was Philip. Oh, no, James Jensen or James? Yeah. Yes, kind of. Was it Philip Jensen? Maybe. Philip Jensen? I don't know. Um, but they asked him essentially that question. And so what he said, because Australia is more... Um, the fact that you're remembering this is... <laughs> Australia was, was never really like a Christian nation. Um, at least that's what some of the things that he was saying, because um, he said, so we've, we're like more quote-unquote, post-Christian mm. than America. And so he said, We've, we have to think through these things all the time. And one of the things he said was, instead of saying, um, have faith, he would say, depend or trust. And so we, um, yes, we need to have mm. faith in Christ. So what does that mean? Like, we are depending on mm. Christ. We are trusting him completely, not anything we've done. We are yeah. depending on what he has done completely. When we stand yeah. before God and have to, and he like hypothetically asked like why should you be entered into right. um, into heaven? We can't say anything about ourselves. We simply say because of Christ, what right. He has done for me. Yeah. So just leaning completely on Christ. Mm-hmm. That's just, good. Yeah. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Justification. I mean, trying to think through like um, a court uh, yeah. or something like that, kind of um, made right. Mm-hmm. So, like, we are separated right from God because yeah. of something that we have done, and so therefore, something needs to be addressed, and so it needs to be made right. 
So you could use verbiage like that. Um, mm-hmm. Sanctification yeah. increasingly being made to be like Jesus. Yeah. So just trying to talk through those things in ways that aren't just big. I mean, this is called simple theology, for goodness sake. Goodness like, gracious. This is our ML. But I mean, just even you as a as a Christian, when you're out mm-hmm. talking to people, especially in our culture, like people can throw around words like faith. People yeah. throw around the um like the slogan of faith family friends you know what i mean like um that's your motto as a church right yeah exactly (laughs) um it's uh it's just a common phrase Mm -hmm. that does get thrown around and we need to put a little bit more around it now because up yeah because it's been embraced but in its embrace it's been twisted and it's been changed thanks for building building all that out for us bob i appreciate that yeah you're, you're welcome um by the way, his name is Philip Jensen. Way to go on that. Brilliant, man. Um, yeah, I think that it's just you, ha- you have to be renewing your mind um, in the scriptures. I mean, we're just going to always go back to that and remembering and trusting. I like that, that verbiage of trusting. You're trusting in. So what's that look like? Well, if you find yourself thinking, ah, you know, I'm missing the mark. Well, like I did help out in this thing or I did. Do, well, you're, then you're trusting in your works. Or if you feel like you're failing in your walk and you're like, ah, well, you know, I did read that book or, you know, I I know that um, these people are praying for me. Well, then you're putting your faith, I mean, those are good things, but you're putting your your faith of salvation in those things. Um, So take some time to reflect, man, am I putting my faith that I am saved, that Christ has regenerated me, that he's working, he's making me holy? Am I practically walking that out and reflect on it? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so let me ask you this question. We don't have this in our show notes. Ooh, geez, you you put me on the spot. My turn to put you on the spot. What is the biggest misconception that you run into mm-hmm. as a pastor within yeah. the church about the salvation? Church. Yeah, within the church. Because we kind of just talked about outside of the church. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and we can even go deeper there. But right now I'm asking, what's the biggest misconception about salvation that you run into within the church? Big question. I would say, um, okay, so I'm going to say it now. I don't know if it's a misconception or just a, uh, what it is, but I think people don't understand God's glory in it. Okay. They don't understand completely, or they tend not to, just how how big of a thing this is. Um, they get Son of God down on the cross for our sins, atonement, I'm paid for, I'm adopted in. Um, but if they could peel back that curtain or peel back that another layer and see like the ramifications of how, how sinful and unworthy they were. So that's one of the key elements is they don't understand. I mean, this is the the total depravity piece, but they just don't, we don't understand just how much we did not deserve this. Mm -hmm. And yet Christ has saved them. And then what that means about God. Yeah. The love, the compassion, because he did it. Yeah. Um, they get that in the ethereal, kind of like God's holy, God loves, like genuinely he loves me, he genuinely wants a relationship with me. But when you peel it back and you understand just how far gone and, and how unworthy yeah. we all were, and then what that meant for God to save us, like that's just, and I would say that's even for me, like it, it's just so Hard. Now that's not like a practical misconception, um, but I think people miss that. 
Yeah. I think the other thing is that I think people still have this idea that, um, and I'm talking more, I think, in general as far as churches, not even just specific, specifically our church, but that there's more works in salvation than we say there is. Meaning, like, they have to, they have to do something like they had to, they had to raise their hand or they had to like do something to be saved. Yeah. And I, I remember talking to a guy about this one time and he said, no, I, I believe that. But I believe like we, like there was like, we at least had like kind of like turn our head to Jesus. Like we, there's like this simple, subtle acknowledging or what and it's like, no, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything you did. He has done it all. Yeah. He opened your eyes. He gave you the eyes to see. He gave you the, the ability to respond. All that like was his gift to you. Yeah, I mean, Paul Washer points out that if salvation is 99.99% God mm-hmm. and that 0.01% is up to you, mm-hmm. then you would be lost for eternity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we see it in Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. starting in verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin. And just thinking through that, mm-hmm. um, that Greek word there is nekros, which is translated every time as dead. And so you weren't severely injured. Right. You weren't um, paralyzed. You weren't um, just temporarily disabled. You mm-hmm. were dead. Mm-hmm. And if, if someone is dead on the side of the road and you tell them, brother, there is a hospital right down the road, just a block, mm-hmm. get up, go. The hospital right. You could say, brother, a hospital <laughs> is provided to you on the next step. Like, just yeah. just take one step. You're there. One step and you're at the hospital. Mm-hmm. A dead person is not going to be able to yeah. do any of that. Yeah. And so we being spiritually dead, that that's, mm-hmm. that's big. That's mm-hmm. massive. And so it yeah. says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath, as the others were also. And then this phrase right here, people say these are the two most beautiful words in all of of Scripture. Ephesians 2 chapter 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive. He mm-hmm. made us alive. Made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful five verses yes. right there, where he takes three of those verses to say, you were dead, you were dead, you were dead. Mm-hmm. And then you were living in your own fleshly desires. You were carrying out what... Um, what is sinful. And then he says in verse four, but God, mm. but God, he intervened yes, and he made you alive. He didn't say you can be made alive if you follow this three-step program or if you make this one decision, he made you alive. Mm. And so praise God Amen. for making us alive in Christ. It's for his work. Embraced him. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to throw in here? Rob, I'm good. You, I mean, that, that was a great note to end on, I think, right there. Scripture, man. There you go. Can't wrong scripture.
Um, yeah, so we have an upcoming episode, guys, mm. coming out. Um, stay tuned for it, where Rick unboxes dun, 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 dun. a surprise. Now, he has a surprise. He knows what it is now. No longer a surprise. But. But you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, that'll be a bonus app. Yes. That this comes out on Wednesday. That bonus app should come out sometime. Another day. Yeah. I I'm, I don't know if it'll be over the weekend don't, or don't over Monday. Don't overcommit. Exactly. Don't overcommit. So it's coming out before next Wednesday, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. And then next Wednesday, we're going to talk about what's in that box even more so. Absolutely. So stay tuned, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. Have you stuck mm. with us? From the beginning of the confessions to the end, Way to shoot go. us an email or something. Let us know. We would love to give you some kind Come of virtual. Come by, we'll give you high a high five. High five. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Solid it's got to be virtual. No, I mean, be real. Social distancing. You show here. up at Rob's house at four four two. Okay, guys. If you want to reach out to us, you can. You can hit us up on social media using using the hashtag Simple Theology Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Simple Theology Pod on Facebook at facebook.com slash simple theology. You can find all that information on simpletheology.org. And if you want to hook us up and want to help us out, you can head over to audibletrial.com slash simple theology, and maybe you can pick up one of those books. And I don't, and when I say maybe, I mean you can. You Definitely. can pick up one of those books, Definitely. no cost. We get a small kickback, whether that's What is the Gospel by Greg Gilbert. The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul, The Hole in Our Holiness by Kevin DeYoung. You can find those there. You, you can, Well, I, I shouldn't say that you totally can. I'm pretty sure you can. But mm-hmm. you're probably going to be able to find one of those three at least. And you yeah. can get it for free. AudibleTrial.com slash Simple Theology. Oh, yeah. We do have an episode coming up where we're going to listen to some voicemails and we're going to answer some listener mm-hmm. questions. So thank you guys who have sent those in. And to answer a question earlier... I dug into, and maybe we already talked about this on the podcast. I dug into the toot root situation. We haven't got a, you got the answer. No. Yeah, that's what you said last time. Okay, cool. So I have said that. Um, yeah, I asked my mom where of, she got that. She said she got it from my dad. My dad passed away, so I I don't. Really you still need to call your family, your uncle. Or that's someone. right. I remember. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. Totally rehashed that. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys have a great one. Stay healthy. Peace. Peace.